It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Day two of the 2023 NFL Draft is in the books, and the Bengals stayed in on the defensive side of the football. Let's talk about the surprises and the players the Bengals have added and reset for day three. You are Locked On Bengals, your daily Cincinnati Bengals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day. What up, Bengals fans, and welcome to another episode of the Lockdown Bengals podcast. I'm your host, Jake Lisko, along with your host, James Rapine, coming to you from Paul Brown Stadium and the west coast of Canada. We've got you covered all weekend here as the Bengals are working their way through this draft on the Lockdown Podcast Network, covering your team every day. You can subscribe to this program, this podcast on YouTube, anywhere you get your podcasts. Become a first listener, making us your first listen of the day and an everydayer as we will continue to have you covered through this draft process. And our draft coverage is brought to you by Ultimate Football GM. And if you've ever dreamed of becoming an NFL GM and managing your own franchise, this is a game for you. Check it out at ultimate-gm.com or look it up in the app stores. Ultimate GM, start your dynasty today. And James, the NFL draft for the Cincinnati Bengals for the last two years up to this point of this year's draft, looks like they're trying to start a dynasty on defense. Eight (laughs) picks out of their last nine picks used on the defensive side of the ball, five defensive backs of those three safeties and two corners, three defensive linemen, Zach Carter on the interior, Jeff Gunter on the edge, and Miles Murphy on the edge, and one lonely offensive player, Mm -hmm. which is a bit of a surprise even knowing what we knew about the strengths and weaknesses of this draft after three rounds, that being, of course, Cordell Volson last year in the fourth round. First time in Bengals history that they've gone two straight defensive players to start two consecutive drafts, not to mention three straight consecutive players to start two straight drafts. So some historic stuff here as the Bengals go. DJ Turner in the second round, cornerback out of Michigan, the fastest 40 in Indianapolis, second time they've drafted the fastest 40 in Indianapolis in recent history. And Jordan Battle in the third round out of Alabama. We'll come back to Battle and talk a little bit more about the safety. Let's start with DJ Turner, though. This pick is fun. He is an exciting cornerback who runs very fast, who moves extremely well, who, like Emmanuel Forbes, a little bit undersized with PFF, like the way he defended the run, James, and good movement skills, good ball skills. Checks all the boxes really except for size and according to Lou Anarumo they like his positional versatility and on paper it makes sense that he could play inside but played outside at Michigan and sounds like he will do a little bit of both in Cincinnati it might be the first corner off the bench at all three corner spots he was a certainly a candidate for pick 60 I I know I've mentioned to Joe about that a couple times like hey would you take Turner at 60 and uh you did it once right I, yeah, we did in one of our mocks. And, and then I, I was talking with, I think it was Paul and Jay before the, the pick happened. 
and they were outlining different guys. And I was like, well, DJ Turner's in there. Mm-hmm. And they're like, nah, length, like arm length. And I was like, DJ Turner's in there. And he was. And I didn't know he was going to be the pick. Heck, I, I thought it would be, you know, Keely Ringo or Adeboire, uh, uh, you know, or, or whoever. But um, no, I, I think that, that Turner's a really good pick. And he was getting some first round buzz. It, that's the part that I think is interesting to me is there's so much to like. Elite athlete doesn't necessarily have the size, certainly made plays. You can see it. Chris Sims called him the best man to man corner in the draft. Love mm. the pick. And, and so, like, you look at different evaluators and you can see the vision. And so I think it's a couple of things. I think there was a path for him to get taken much earlier, but the corners kind of fell weird. And, and so maybe a team that might have been targeting him, what, where they were able to get a, a corner in the first round that they weren't expecting to take, maybe Deontay Banks, right? Um, maybe if you're the Steelers, you, you find yourself looking at Joey Porter Jr. at the start of round two. Well, that's great because I, I look at Turner – and whether it's Dax Hill, Tyson Anderson, obviously Chidobe Awuzie, all of these guys, Cam Taylor Britt, they run a four four three or better. I mean, it's it's wild. And and most of them are in the four threes. He's in the four twos. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned the weight. And I asked Luana Rumo about that because it's one thing to play at a, at a speed like that. Versus run at a speed like that. John Ross ran a four two two. A lot of times it did not look like he was running four two two. He had that on the field uh, once in a while, but it was not consistent. So I asked Lou about play speed, and he said, "Oh no, it shows up. It shows up, and that's that's one of the the tools. His agility and his speed help make up for his lack of length. Yes, and and that that's awesome because much like length." You can't teach that. <laughs> that that can hide things and that can help as you're learning techniques and adjusting to the NFL game. And man, I just I think about this secondary. I love the pick. And 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 I think about this secondary now with so many young guys that come from winning programs. I mean, that Michigan defense has been really, really good. And you're talking about elite athletes now that, that you're bringing into in at, at one level or another and yeah, I, I just I really like the pick at the time in the moment. The more I look at it, the the more I like it. So this pick, not that we're grading it, but I, I feel really, really good about it. Yeah, I, I like this pick quite a lot as well. I think that he can play right away if he needs to, if they need him to Agreed. come and, and play yeah. right away because Shadobi Awuzie isn't ready. He can and, and he'll be fine there. You mentioned that not just speed, but agility that shows up on tape that Luana Rumo talked about. Absolutely true. Also had 11 plus passes defense in two straight years at Michigan. So he doesn't have like the interception numbers of an Emmanuel Forbes who we love Emmanuel Forbes here on the Locked on mm-hmm. Bengals podcast and wish him all the best. But he did benefit from some batted ball luck in some of those interceptions. Like I think four of them came on tipped passes in, hmm. or it was something like that. A, a good number of them came on tipped passes. So some of that is a little bit of luck. Some of that's being in the right place. Some of that is just playmaking ability. DJ Turner has a fantastic highlight reel tip drill interception tips the ball to himself kind of interception that you probably saw on his highlight reel when the Bengals picked him if you were watching on TV. But the the pass breakups are there and really it's just the size. That's Mm -hmm. that's the only thing for him because with that speed, a lot of times these fast guys. And this was kind of the the thought on Keely Ringo when I thought maybe Keely, Keely Ringo's in play here, right? He ran well enough. Keely Ringo ran a what a four four something 
446 at 200 sure. 207 pounds. Am I seeing yeah. that? 436. Sorry, he ran a 436. Yeah, he's fast. Yes. It, but he can't turn. And, and sometimes you get that with these fast guys where they're really good in a straight line. I think Trey Waynes would have to speed turn because they, they ha- they're a little bit stiff in their hips, a little bit stiff in their ankles, whatever it is. DJ Turner doesn't have that issue. He didn't test for agility, so we don't know for sure. But on tape, he appears to have really fluid movement. Mm-hmm. And Another thing that, that Matt Minnick has pointed out on Twitter that, that's very obvious if you watch the way he defends sideline routes, he uses the sideline to his advantage in coverage really, really well. Mm-hmm. And, and you love that about his game as well. I, I like DJ Turner a lot. I think he's a really fun player, like I said at the top. And we knew, what, what, did, what did we say yesterday? What position are they not leaving day two without? Corner. Mm-hmm. We agreed on that. And they addressed it early with... He wasn't like the exact top of our board. I, I think his uh, production profile hurt him a little bit in terms of the formula that we spit out. But in terms of tape, in terms of the, an overall profile, second round grade for, for DJ Turner makes a lot of sense. And the size is the only thing. Outside yeah. of that, really, really exciting player for the Bengals to add a corner. And they get younger there at another premium position. Just like Miles Murphy, they're getting younger at positions where they will have to get cheaper as soon as the bill comes due on the offensive side of the ball. So that yeah. that's another big positive for this pick. And some will say size, like, oh, can he hold up? He is a willing tackler. He will hit. You, you have to at Michigan. Like, that's that's part of it. Like, Dax Hill, they, they said that last year about him, too. Oh, he's slight. You know, you're talking about a safety. He weighs 190. Is he going to be able to? No, nah, man, they hit. Those Wolverines hit. And and so I, I know that they were really excited to be teammates again. Yeah. And uh, I did ask just on the speed factor. I asked him what the fastest forty he's ever ran was, and he said four two two hand time. So that dude can fly. He's got wings, and he doesn't need Red Bull. And so I'm uh, I'm excited to see him go up against. Because that's the other thing is you get a young corner like this, they get to go up against Jamar Chase and T Higgins and Tyler Boyd. And so he's going to get to learn from some of those guys and obviously some veteran corners in that room too. So uh, outstanding pick for sure. You love the depth that the Bengals now boast in the secondary. Jordan Battle is a part of that. And a pick that I think, well, you can tell me coming up next whether you were surprised. I was surprised with the pick in the third round. So we'll discuss the Bengals' third round pick, Jordan Battle, coming up right after this. Today's episode brought to you by ultimate football GM. We talked about it at the top. If you think you can run a better draft than Duke Tobin, and maybe you do, maybe you're one of those people that that doesn't like this draft for the Bengals and you're scratching your head and you're wondering what the plan is. Well, you can run your own franchise with ultimate football GM. If you're looking to choose what kind of scheme you want to run on your team, you think that the West Coast offense is the greatest thing on earth. You wanted to make a comeback, or you want to play smash, smash, smash mouth football. That's a mouthful. You can do that in Ultimate Football GM. You can scout the draft class, choose your coaches, choose your free agents, and run your franchise. You're going to get a 100% free boost to that franchise as well using promo code LOCKED ON in all caps in the game store. That's LOCKED ON in all caps. So check it out today. Again, to download the game, visit ultimate-gm.com or look it up in the app stores. That's ultimate-gm.com, Ultimate Football GM. Start your dynasty today. You know, it's pretty special, Jake, to see 
the Bengals continue to to build on their winning tradition, and that's exactly what they they've been able to do. Uh, I, I would say over the past couple of years, of course, but certainly uh, the past couple days of the draft, I think they've added quality players. And uh, Matt Schultz of Schultz and Sons grew up a Bengals fan. I'm sure he's pretty excited about the three defensive picks. We'll see what he thinks about Jordan Battle because I'm sure everybody was surprised about that. But Schultz and Sons is a one-stop shop for all of your jewelry needs. Choosing the right piece of jewelry, it's it's kind of like the draft where you have to analyze and, and look at each and every piece of jewelry, whether you're looking for your wife or your girlfriend or your mom with Mother's Day coming up or maybe yourself, well, Schultz & Sons can find the exact piece you're looking for and they can also design it, help you design it, custom pieces. They specialize in those as well. So Schultz & Sons has something for you. They're not going to pressure you. They're going to give you the guidance that's going to help you make the right decision. And they're located at 2202 Dixie Highway in Fort Mitchell, just five minutes from where I am, downtown Cincinnati, just across the bridge into Kentucky. They're in the Kroger Expressway Plaza, directly off the interchange. Make sure you stop in and, and tell Matt and, and the entire Schultz and Sons team that Locked on Bengals sent you, that you're a Bengals fan. It's a Cincinnati tradition. Schultz and Sons has been in the area for more than 50 years. So check them out online at schulzdiamonds.com. That's schultzdiamonds.com. And remember, when it has to be perfect, it has to be Schultz and Sons. Let's talk about third round pick safety out of Alabama, Jordan Battle, who I would say not a few people said was the best safety on Alabama's football team mm-hmm. last year. Let's start with the stuff that we like about the pick. What I like about the pick is that it's a really good football player. And you go read the scouting report on this guy, having not watched safeties. And if you've listened to this show, neither of us thought they were going to draft a safety. In hindsight, I can kind of see it. In retrospect, I can kind of see where this would make sense for the Bengals in a certain scenario, in the scenario that played out on Friday. But you go read the scouting report. You read what people who I really respect say about this kid, and it looks like you're reading about Von Bell. Mm-hmm. Elite character. Really, really good football player. Really, really smart football player. His testing indicates that he's limited athletically. And that's the only thing. That's the only flaw in his profile. I mean, if he's an elite athlete, he's going much earlier than Mm -hmm. he goes to the Cincinnati Bengals. But I thought it was a weird pick. And people were not very happy with me for having said that. Really? But it was weird to me because we thought they were set at safety at least on days one and two. Mm-hmm. It, nothing would necessarily surprise you, you know, once you get to the fifth, sixth, seventh round. But they end up drafting a guy who could probably start on a good number of NFL teams, might end up starting for the Bengals this year. There's a world where we look back on this pick in a year or at the end of the football season or even halfway through the football season, James, we say, oh, yeah, that was a plan. Mm-hmm. They wanted to upgrade their safety position, and they got better with Jordan Battle. It's possible. That could be why this makes sense. We thought last year they invested a first-round pick in Dax Hill and a fifth-round pick in Tyson Anderson, and they went out and signed a starting safety in Nick Scott, and they're set. They're fine. They don't need to add to the safety room, especially not early. They've got the guys they need to get through a season there. But the themes continue of adding to the depth of this defensive side of the ball where you could argue that they're deeper 
on the defensive side of the ball than most teams, if not every team in football at every level, when you take the whole picture into account. It's just a little surprising that it comes at safety. No, and, it's and not. That's where it's I was. It's a lot surprising, and everybody was surprised, and you shouldn't get whoever said that. people in my mentions, James. The people in my Whatever. mentions were like, you guys should have seen this coming, okay? I, I, don't, I don't care. They, they were surprised, too. No one expected <laughs> it to be Jordan Battle, and I don't want to hear it because you didn't. You were talking about Roshan Johnson or Dewan Jones, or not you, Jake, but they, they were talking about Dewan Jones or Mad Still that Darnell Washington wasn't the pick, even mm-hmm. though he was never going to be the pick, or you know, it goes on and on and on and on. Um, that said... I was surprised too. And here's what I can tell you. He was the top player on their board and not by a pick. It's not like they had Jordan battle and, and I'm not trying to insert any other player. I don't want to name names and and make that player look bad. It wasn't close. And so when it's not close like that, even though they didn't necessarily say, all right, we're going to take a safety. It's like, well, can we use a guy like that? Well, yeah, we can use a guy like that. It's depth. We, we don't know necessarily, and they didn't, they didn't tell me this. I don't know this, but they don't know what Tyson Anderson is. He just practiced a little bit for them. And so adding a, and I'm not saying that battle is the fourth safety, but adding a fourth safety to that room that is a young guy that can contribute for the foreseeable future, well, that's insurance on Nick Scott. That's insurance on Dax Hill. If he, if he gets injured, that's insurance on Tyson Anderson. If he doesn't slide right into that third safety role and it's insurance on, on Michael Thomas, who's, you know, a leader, special team or all of those things. That's something Jordan battle does. He was a two year special teamer at Alabama. He was a two time all American. He was a captain. He fits all of those things for the Bengals. And, and so you're talking about the character didn't necessarily test well, made plays, and I do wonder, you're right, I, I wonder if Lou Anarumo says, man, that could be my Von Bell. And, and that's what that guy can serve, you know, what type of role he can serve. They met with him at the combine, talked to him there. And I, I wouldn't be shocked if he was like the 68th player on their board. And I'm making up the number to be very clear. But I think they were really high on him and there was a clear gap. And that's why it feels weird because it wasn't necessarily the plan. I'm sure they would have loved for a top tight end that was 60th on their board to be there or a, a running back or a, a, an offensive lineman. But that's hard to do when it's a bad offensive line class and the tackles go that are worth it early. That's it, that's tough to do at receiver when I don't think there are many receivers that they loved on the first two days of the draft in general and had mm-hmm. you know round three grades on. So – uh, these other positions, running back is the same, clearly. I mean, there are guys they like that we'll get into. But Jordan Battle was like far and away the guy. So I can't rip them for doing that. And and hopefully it works out. Like all the time I say p- pick players, not positions. Well, dang, I didn't have them pegged to take a safety. But if Jordan Battle's that dude, I'm not going to rip him. And they think he's that dude. And, and we'll see if he is. The other thing about this is that if you look at where the positional runs happened – at some of the positions we were thinking about for the Cincinnati Bengals, they were way earlier than I expected them to be. Michael Mayer getting picked around pick 32, plus or minus eight picks or whatever it was, is not surprising. Sam Laporta being the second tight end off the board, a mild surprise to me. I mean, it makes sense. The NFL likes athletic tight ends. I get that part of it, but it was a little bit of a surprise for me. Uh, And Mm -hmm. I'll, I'll admit that. And then, 
Shortly thereafter, Luke Musgrave gets drafted. And then Luke Schoonmaker, of all tight ends, is picked before the Bengals are on the clock. In the second round, Brenton Strange goes one pick later. So what did we hear from Brian Callahan about what they were looking for in a tight end is, is the receiving ability. They're looking for receiving weapons. In the second round, or in the third round, rather, immediately you see Kendra Miller, Ty J. Spears come off the board. Not immediately, but well before the Bengals pick. Devin A. Chain as well, 10 picks before the Bengals or more. It's like any of these dynamic... Spears started the run. Yeah, Tank Bigsby as well before the Bengals pick. There, there's yep. another running back in there. So like all these guys that you were thinking about in the third round at running back, besides maybe Roshan Johnson, who did not check all the boxes that we were talking about with Brian Callahan, not all of them, but a lot of them, I would not have been shocked at all if it was, if it was Roshan in the third round. Mm-hmm. But you can see where maybe some of the guys they would have liked on the offensive side of the ball just weren't close to the level of prospect where, where Jordan battle was for them still makes it a surprising pick to me on our board. There are a number of guys that graded out higher in the end, but out of Tommy, for example, a guy that the NFL is clearly lower on than everyone in the draft community, all the draft picks out there. Keely Ringo, another one of those guys, Isaiah McGuire, another one of those guys. I've so we'll see, we'll see what's left for day three. Because there's the Bengals have five picks now. They traded back in the third round. Didn't mention that. Picked up 217 from the Chiefs to move back a couple spots, which some people are also unhappy about. So maybe we should talk about the trade real quick, James, before we dive up, dive into day three. And we'll do that coming up next. Today's show is brought to you by Built Bar, the number one protein bar on the planet. High in protein, low in sugar, low in calories, perfect for you. What makes Built Bar so good? Well, They're covered in 100% real dark chocolate. That's right, real chocolate. And by the way, DJ Turner, he needs to get his weight up, right? Well, guess what we're going to do? I got to reach out, Jake, to Built Bar and and, and go to to Built.com, you know, call my, have my people call their people, and and we can uh, hopefully make something work so DJ Turner can get on the Built Bar plan because if you're looking for a healthy snack that's protein packed, that's going to help you, whether you're looking for just a midday, snack or a post-workout protein punch built bar is the way to go so check them out at built.com also your local walmart or sam's club right now and you can still get every single flavor at built.com it's the number one protein bar on the planet it works for dj dj turner it works for james rapine it works for jake lisco and it'll work for you at built.com if you're looking for the most comprehensive nfl draft coverage this offseason Look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Let's talk a little bit about this trade real quick before we dive into day three because the Bengals traded back and gave the Chiefs an opportunity to move up. And a couple of dramatic things happened as far as Bengals Twitter is concerned. One, the Bengals helped the Chiefs. So what the heck are they doing? Come on, Bengals. What are you doing? Playing ball with your AFC North nemesis. What are you doing? And... To make it worse, 
You let the Pittsburgh Steelers take Darnell Washington. The Bengals weren't going to do anything about that second part, by the way. The Bengals were not going to pick Darnell Washington. I, I, I think we tried to tell you this pretty bluntly, to be honest, in the last week or so. As much as I personally like Darnell Washington as a prospect, didn't ever expect the Bengals to pick him. No. And they weren't. They wouldn't have taken him. They would not have taken him at 95, just to be clear. But how about trading back with the Chiefs, James? You have a take? They they just get a six-rounder back for it? No, I like it. I don't care. I don't care. Why? Why? I mean, they wanted an extra pick, and they got it. You're the guy who wanted the picks. I You're the guy the who wanted the picks. I, I'm not saying I have a problem with it. Okay. I'm right. I'm telling you what I'm just, what people what people sure. are saying out there. And, and I and I get it. I just to me, who cares? Yeah. Like you, you wanted the extra pick. It made sense. It's the Chiefs. In the grand scheme of things, it, it probably doesn't have any impact on any, anything. Anyways, they wanted Wanya Morris. You weren't taking him. They were not taking him. No. All right, so the guy that you wanted at 92, or you were going to take at 92 for sure, you said, he's at the top of our board. We could take another pick here and just see if he's still there. And he was. So they said, all right, we'll take him here. I I think it makes sense, and it should make those that question the Jordan Battle pick feel a little bit better, because here's what that pick does. Pick 217. It's a late sixth rounder. Mm -hmm. It opens things up a little bit. that, That pressure that you're feeling with just seven picks and four on day three, well, now... They have the flexibility. Maybe they do listen to me, maybe for the first time in this draft, even though I like what they've done, and double dip at running back on day three. Maybe that happens. Well, it gives them the flexibility if running back is the highest play, the highest ranked player on their board with two of those five picks. It allows them to, to look at quarterback, which I had Clayton Toon going to them in my final mock. Maybe they'll look at, at day three quarterbacks. Maybe they want a quarterback and a punter. Well, they have the flexibility to maybe get both if they, they really want to go that route. But to me, Jake, round three or round three, day three, it's going to be about offense. I think at some point we're going to see Brian Callahan do a post post pick interview. We'll see. So far it's been all Lou Anarumo. But running back and wide receiver, I think, are the 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 main areas, I would say. Tight end, I think they're going to add one. They're clearly not going to force it. And so where does that happen? I don't know. But but those are the three areas that I, I know that, that everyone's focused on. And then at some point, do they add a nose tackle? What, what's going to be funny is, is if we get to pick 131 and they add a nose tackle mm-hmm. and it's four straight defense, like it would not shock me. So yeah. I, I think I think they have one more defensive pick in them. And then you, you could see a specialist potentially or, or four offensive players. I mean, the depth in this class is on the defensive side of the ball. It is. And, and, you know, we talked about how weak of a wide receiver class this is. I've said several times that I think this is a weaker running back class than it was billed to be. We've talked about that. We've talked about the the weak and, and thin class on the offensive line as well. Like on the interior offensive line, there's a handful of prospects who aren't 25. It feels like very old coming into the draft. But you look at the top of our board right now. There's a few offensive players there for sure, but Adebaware, who we talked about earlier, Isaiah McGuire, Moro Ojomo, the interior defensive lineman from Texas, Keely Ringo we talked about, Yasir Abdullah from Louisville, Cameron Mitchell, Caillou Blue Kelly. I mean, there's some corners yeah. out there if they want to double dip there. There's also some offensive players. And, and if you're looking running back wide receiver, obviously Roshan Johnson is very interesting to me. Can I, I give you my guy? 
Can't imagine he makes it to the Bengals pick in the fourth round. But yeah, who's your guy? Is it Keaton Mitchell? That's my guess. Israel. A Benacanda. Give me him. Give me him. Give me all of them. And then double dip and get one of these fast little backs later in the draft. Because one of them is going to fall. Banacand is such a weird fit. The, the more I think about how he he's transitions good, to the NFL, he's fast. He's good. He's but good. he doesn't make guys miss. And so, like, who's your goal line back if you draft Israel Banacanda? You need one. That that's well. That's, right now, Joe Mixon's there. Everything. Right. So, and and if you have Joe Mixon, how is Israel Banacanda getting on the field? Because he's not a receiver. He's not a blocker. None of these guys are blockers. Johnson's the only blocker. So there we go. There, there's a couple, but they're not guys that like you're excited about. Like Hunter Travion Lincoln. Williams is their blocker, regardless. I, I guess so. Johnson's uh, going to have to earn that, even even with in front of Travion, which he might not do as a rookie. Right. Some other I'm not guys. To be rude. Zach, but. Zach Evans, Chase Brown, Evan Hull. Some names to keep an eye on. Give me a Banacanda at 131, or 163 if he somehow falls, and Evan Hull at. At, at 217. I, I'm looking at Parker Washington, a wide receiver. A guy oh, I, that I, I have some receivers I could give you. A guy that I have mocked to them and, and checks a lot of the boxes for them, right? The early declare, the early production, a guy they met with at the combine. Um, short, not small. Parker Washington, great hands. Great hands. Parker Washington is, is like the guy that I have circled as a receiver fit. But you know what? I've been wrong about everything so far. In terms of what I've I've projected for this draft, at least before the draft started on Thursday. So who, who do you like at wide receiver? Can I mention a guy? You're gonna hate him. You're gonna hate him because he's like 58 years old. All right. He's 24. He's almost 25. He's gonna be 25 in October. You know who yet? Charlie Jones. Charlie Jones. Yeah. He, he's he's so interesting because didn't produce for a, a bunch of in that weird Iowa offense goes to Purdue and 110 receptions, 1300 yards. I wonder how the Bengals feel about him. Cause he's just, he he's interesting. And in like round five. Yeah. You know, like at some point those thresholds move. I agree with you on Parker Washington, by the way, I'd be open to him. Um, but, or or but maybe he, it's later and, it, and it's a different guy. Uh, Charlie Jones is interesting. They, they would have to really move past one of their big criteria, which is the young breakout. They like guys yeah. that are productive from a young age, but Iowa, I mean, that's not where you want to be if you're a wide receiver. And, and, and I wonder how they feel because they were obviously watching Sam Laporta and he was mm-hmm. there for part of that. So they have a feel for how that offense works. And then obviously had the Purdue tape too. So I don't know. I have no idea if they like him or not. But I was just kind of like looking at receivers we hadn't talked about, and I don't think we've really mentioned him. And that's one that, who knows? the 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 one that that would be such a a fun one is if Tyler Scott from Cincinnati continues to fall, and they, his teammate they, picked before him at the end of the third round. How about that? That's a shock that he got picked third round. Like he was projected like sixth round. Trey Tucker, fifth or sixth, yeah. And, and I think it might be because of his returnability as much as anything. But I wonder if Tyler Scott can just do that. Like, if the Bengals feel like they could develop him for a year as the returner behind the guys that are actually going to do it this season and then slide into that role. Because if that's the case, then maybe he is in consideration at 131. And offensively, 
having a burner like that that can just run straight lines and and really I mean he's fun. So I was never in on Tyler Scott where he was projected to go round two. If you tell me the Bengals are in on him at 131, I'm certainly open to it. And that is not – I do not think that's Cincinnati bias coming in at all. Dane Brugler had him in round two, his seventh receiver. Mm-hmm. I was never in on him there. But it, it keeps dropping. He keeps dropping. I, I would be open to it. The tight end, the couple guys that stand out, I'd also be open to it at yeah. some point. Uh, a tight end, the guys that stand out, Davis yep. Allen, Clemson, Will yep. Mallory, Miami. Yep. That's kind of it. Cameron Latu was picked, and that's a guy that I thought would be like a fifth-round pick, and he mm-hmm. went at the end of the third round. Zach Koontz. Zach Koontz is the other one that I definitely meant to mention. Yeah, and, and Josh Wiley at some point, I think they Wiley, could be open to sure. mm-hmm. I, I think they're just going to let the board fall, and, and, and they have all these guys just kind of meh, which – by the way, I give them credit. I, I even said there's that tier that drops, and then it's just like wait until day three. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I think that's, that's what they were going to do, and, and they did. And part of that was because even the guys that they could get at 92 that I thought, the Scoodmaker, was already gone. Thanks, Dallas, which I really thank you because I did not want to see that pick at 92. Not that they would have. Um, uh, sure. Another guy, should we have the Dewan Jones conversation yet? Or Yeah, I was going to go offensive line. Dewan Jones, Blake Freeland – Chandra Zavala, uh, Nick Saldaveri from Old Dominion, Jalen Duncan at some point would be Z- worth a draft pick. Zavala is interesting. If he's there at 131. Older player. Like I said, the interior draft, the interior line draft class is just so old. It's insane. Like he's one of the better guys in this class. 24. Cody Malk, 24. John Michael Schmitz, 24. Joey Fisher, 25 and a half. City So. 25 years old. Andrew Voorhees, 24 years old. A lot of 23-year-olds. Avila, 23. Curtis uh, McClendon Curtis, 23 and a half. Even Stromberg, who was picked 22 and a half, which is the younger end of this interior offensive line draft class, 22 and a half. Yeah, that is wild. That, that's it's the crazy. Guy. It's crazy how old this interior line draft class is. Yeah, yeah. I, I think um, we'll see if they go that way, route. I, I could see an offensive line pick at some point on mm-hmm. day three. Dewan Jones is interesting. He is because how far does he fall? He's well, when you're that heavy, you could fall pretty dang far. And and uh, Dave Lapham apparently said, and I'm not trying to take a shot at him, but that was a kind of a funny joke, I guess. Uh, Dave Lapham said, and I read this, I didn't get to hear it, but apparently on the Bengals Booth podcast, around 390 mm-hmm. pushing through, you know, and that's a concern. But it, it would you, validate you, all the stuff from the scouts that are like, man, why didn't he weigh in at his pro day? What what the heck is going on with this guy? And I think there's some questions there, and and obviously there's some questions there. Mm-hmm. But at some point, you watched him. Yeah, I know I think the Bengals good. think he can do stuff, and so it's like, all right, well, when does it say, all right, you know what? We don't care. We'll take him. And is it round four or is it round five? Is he gone three picks in tomorrow, and that's it? Maybe. But some team, they, some they're team they're discussing overnight. it. Well, they're discussing it. Is, is what I think is is the Bengals and every team will be. They're having a discussion right now, and they, I, I don't know when it'll be, but at some point, some team overnight is going back at their notes and they're looking at it and saying, "Yeah, this guy can play. His length, his size makes up for so much. The thirty-six and a half inch arms, the six-eight height, the eighty-eight inch wingspan. Ah, he can't move. We got to figure out how to keep him motivated." 
at some point that's worth the risk when the on-field product was what it was. And it was good. He, he's not like conventional in, in really any aspect of anything. He's a, he's a giant and he wins with unconventional technique, but he wins quite if, often. If he's Trent, everyone compares him to Orlando Brown Jr. If he's Trent Brown, yeah, where are you taking him? Fourth round Probably. is totally fine for that. Yeah. And, and so, and it opens it up. And I know there was some speculation about a Jonah trade. I just don't feel it. I don't sense it. No. I, and the guy who came out with that was the same guy that said that Bergeron was a contender at 28 and he was never in play at 28. Might so have been know. in the second round, but never came to that. But not at 28. No. Like this was not a, and I know people got worried on, on Thursday. That was not a talking point for anybody mm-hmm. in this building that I'm in. Mm-hmm. So I think we're going to see some offense though, Jake. I hope so. Give me some dang weapons. All right. Give me some, give me some Abana Kanda, um, a little, uh, a little Deuce Vaughn late. I, I just don't think they're in on Deuce Vaughn as much as I want them to be. I just don't think it's even a thing. He could be a returner though. <laughs> I think my favorite combo of, of running backs is remaining. Is, yeah. I mean, it's obviously Roshan. Any, any favorite you combo for me for the remaining running backs is going to be Roshan, but it's, it's Roshan and, and Keaton Mitchell. I think those two guys would be a heck of a lot of fun. I Roshan and Abanacanda too, but I don't think you can get both. I wanted Roshan and A-Chain, and A-Chain just – Miami just picks every fast guy on the planet. I mean, my God. I mean, good um, thing the Bengals are as athletic as they are on the defensive side of the ball if they ever have to play Miami with all the yeah, speed they have. I agree. I think um, – I like that one. I like that one, Mitchell. And Abanacanda and Hall, to me, is pretty fun. Abanacanda and Roshan would be ideal. I just – I agree with you. I think they're it's in hard. the same – they're in the same tax bracket. <laughs> you ain't gonna, you ain't gonna be able to get one in that lower tax bracket. Like opposite ends of the tax bracket, perhaps we'll see. We'll see what happens there. Abanacanda. I mean, ESPN's uh, simulator thought that you could get Canada in the seventh. Let him, let him fall. Then keep keep on. I, right. I'm gonna call. You know what? After we get off the pod, I'm calling Mike Brown. If Abanacanda is there, you better put that pick in. And guess what's gonna happen. He's going to be a pro bowler, a Banacanda. He's 20, dude. I think he would be a pro bowler. That's a take. If they draft him, he's going to be a pro bowler. It's 1 a.m. Don't wake Mike up. Let let the guy sleep. He might be awake right now reviewing the draft board. Mm -hmm. He lives and breathes football, man. I know he does. He also needs to sleep, as do our listeners. Maybe. I don't know your life, as does you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I got to sleep. Let's wrap up there. In the past 44 hours. We'll let James get his beauty sleep. We'll be back tomorrow after day three of the NFL draft when maybe, just maybe, for the first time since, like, Jamar Chase, the Bengals will draft an offensive skill player. I know that's a bit of an embellishment, but you get the idea. We'll see what the Bengals do on day three here. And we'll have you covered on the Lockdown Bengals podcast. Thanks for listening. And until next time, Huda. Have a good one. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. 
If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.